from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. And you can smash that subscribe button. Hit the likes, leave comments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Actually know the topic that can get the comment section popping, Julio. Yukon. Blue blood? Question mark. Well, just let's ask it again. Yeah. Who would you rather be over the last 25 years? You, I, I'm really having a hard time getting past the whole five titles thing. Yeah. You, you were but on I, this I last hear you. You were on I this hear last you. week. I hear you on some of these other consistency tangibles. Mm-hmm. Conference, you know, hey, UConn had a spell there in the American Athletic where they lost their identity. I get that. Mm-hmm. The last good pro from UConn, I get that too. Mm-hmm. Five titles, though, is five titles. I'm, look, I don't disagree with you. You were on this last week, so credit to you. You were kind of looking at this big picture going, man, you know what? UConn's out here like might be doing the thing. And then when you when you stack that up with all the other schools that we typically talk about, like I saw somebody jokingly tweeting about this, like, so when's UConn getting invited to one of these Champions Classics? So why is Michigan State still showing up? Right? It's my, if my math is right, they have forty percent more titles than Carolina and Duke. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Would you want a bank account with forty more percent money in it? I like it like this. Are you are you ready for me to channel my inner Colin Cowherd? It's a lot like Apple. Yes, please. Hey, it reminds me a lot like Apple. Well, actually, you know what it really is? It's like it's like the movies. It's a movie business. So this is what I this is what I like in UConn too. UConn is the summer blockbuster. It's never going to get any respect, despite the fact that it makes bank. Oh, can't win any awards. We will not win any awards. We'll okay. not. You'll have the old heads like Martin Scorsese looking at a Marvel movie, going, "That isn't cinema." Even though you got all these name actors who are very ready to sign up and get that paycheck. So there's no respect that comes with the Marvel movies, and they can kind of cherry pick various styles. Like if I gotta hear one more time about, we see the brilliance of Winter Soldier. It is act- Dennis. Don't even. Don't. <laughs> don't. 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 Okay. Because Winter I, Soldier was good. Right. Because it was, it was amazing. Actually, because it was actually a callback to you know. Uh, the Maltese Falcon or whatever other thrillers, spy thrillers, espionage thrillers that took place. I get all this. I got cat fluff floating here in the in the studio. Sorry, I had to bust out this jacket for a dumb video bit that we're doing, and apparently I got cat fluff on it. Regardless, so that's what UConn is. And Duke, North Carolina. Turning their nose up. They're turning their nose up because, oh, no, 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 no. Please, 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 please. We do this for the prestige of the academy. That's what it there, is. There, there are gaps in the resume, and I understand that. Missing the tournament seven times in that 25 years is a gap on the resume. Here's what I think is a more interesting conversation than who is a blue blood and who isn't. Because to me, I think the whole blue blood conversation is another form of gatekeeping. Okay. And the reason why it doesn't resonate with me is because you have to remember who I grew up rooting for as a kid in college football. Miami. The school. Miami is a prime example, like UConn, of being nouveau riche. New money. All right, you we can see this and had a bunch of different coaches. I mean, too. if I if I want to be the local Colin Coward, it reminds me a lot of like ITB. Okay, there is old money, and there's new money, and that old money is going to be holding on to those houses inside the Beltline. Meanwhile, the people who are actually changing the direction of this area are all the outside people coming in, right from California and everything else. That's what's caused the housing market to skyrocket. With the new jobs coming in, people coming from other areas. But they're always going to turn your nose up because, oh, your new money. So the Miami Hurricanes dealt with this in the 80s and the 90s. 
nobody wanted to take them seriously because they came, they literally came out of nowhere in the 80s. Florida State and dealt with this. And had a bunch of different coaches do it, too. And they did it, too. Florida State also dealt with this, too, but they had the respect of Bobby Bowden, yeah. who had been there forever. But Florida State was also new money. It was a women's college. And Miami actually helped Florida State get on the map by scheduling them and things like that. Here's what I find to be a more interesting conversation related to UConn and the Big East. And it's something that we've kind of danced around the last year or two as it relates to the ACC. Would you rather, knowing what we know now, if I could, Marvel movie, get the time stone, go all the way back to, what, 2002 time frame, 2000 time frame, and get in front of John Swaffer and say, hey, I know what you're thinking. You want to get these Big East schools to help save the conference, and you're going to go in on football because that's where money's going. But you're going to lose your identity, and in 20-some-odd years, you're going to find out that it was a no-win situation. Would you rather be the Big East if you're the ACC? Would you rather have become a boutique basketball league the same way that the Big East is now? They know who they are. They love basketball, and they play other schools that love basketball. In a way, it's kind of like your fantasy football conference that you drafted, remember? My angry. You're yeah. angry. Like, everybody wants to piss off everybody else. That would make for a hell of a conference, man. West Virginia, NC State, ECU. Everybody just banging on each other. That's the Big East. For, to a certain extent. So would you rather be an ACC that is like the Big East and prioritizes basketball? And I know there's a lot of people out there knowing what we know now that would happily change what's going on with football for a more Big East priority on basketball and to have a UConn more often than not. But where are you financially? That That's the same, trade-off. Same boat as the Big East is right now. Sure. You don't have to worry about football. You're, you are free of football. It is a thing that you do not have to stress about. You're not in an arms race anymore. I mean, Wake Forest and Syracuse might take that, but who else is really going to take that? Good question. I don't know. I don't think North George Carolina Tech. does. North Maybe Carolina doesn't. State doesn't. Wouldn't want to take that. No, you want football. So I was asked this question by uh, Josh Graham over at WSGS. He called me earlier today, and he was workshopping this idea about Syracuse specifically. Like, what if Syracuse, who has no identity in the ACC, decides, you know what? We're kind of jealous of what UConn's been able to do, and we're going to rejoin the Big East and go independent of football like UConn is right now. And I said, well, one, that's never going to happen because the grant of rights. He's like, okay, we'll take the grant of rights out of it. Okay, fine. I'll still take the, I'll take the grant of rights out of it. And I still don't think they take that deal. And the biggest reason why is that Syracuse, unlike UConn, actually has football history. It's yeah. ancient history, but it's football history. All right. And they're never going to let that football history go. UConn has no football history. The greatest contribution to football from UConn is Dan Orlovsky. I was going to say Randy Edsel ditching his team after the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> to come back? No. <laughs> to leave the first time for his dream job. Right, for Maryland. Maryland, and then eventually he came back. Yeah. So, yeah, UConn doesn't have that football pedigree and why they're never going to ultimately chase it. So, I don't think... There's a, there, you're right. There's only a handful of schools in the ACC function, that would do that. Though. You still have to function. I, I think Syracuse could function without the money based on what they do with their basketball, but then the Big East have to cut them back in. Mm -hmm. Is the Big East going to do that? No. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Here's what UConn also does. It really does piss off local schools, specifically Carolina and Duke, because I saw this earlier today. Um, guy that I follow is a Carolina fan, and he's just pointing out, he's like, so – Duke's the blue blood, but who's actually won as many championships as you have 
in your entirety of a program, five, in the last 25 years. So Duke's entire program, in the entire history of Duke. You know how I feel about Duke. Has five national championships. You know how I feel about Duke. Yes, they had success before Mike Krzyzewski. But. But a large part of their success is Mike Krzyzewski. I agree with They you. did not win a national championship before Mike Krzyzewski. Agree. So your They point- had a coach leave for South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Okay. Or was it Clemson? It was one of the two. Well, where did Frank McGuire go? Michigan, maybe. Let's, I mean, let me get it right. I mean, North Carolina. North Carolina. The, what did Gilio get wrong this week? North Carolina had the same thing happen to them. I mean, that's how Dean Smith came about. So, well, he got in trouble. Frank McGuire got in that's trouble. That's right. He did get in trouble. Bill Foster get in didn't get in trouble. He was just eh, like, eh, this job isn't that good. Yeah, fair enough. Fair after enough. Going, after going to the championship game, that's by the true. way. That's true. That's true. So, I, that'll like get Duke fans all in their feelings about, no, 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 we're still the blue blood. Like, look, if you're taking yeah, it he that- left Duke for the South Carolina job, 79-80. Yeah. He was the guy who preceded Mike Krzyzewski. I did point out, I did point out to some people, though, it's like, well, if you, if you really wanted to get Duke fans riled up, you can say in head-to-head matchups, too, UConn is better than Duke because in 1999, when they won their first title, they beat Mike Krzyzewski. Jim Calhoun beat Mike Krzyzewski twice. I'm telling you, it was they 1999 have... and then 04 in the Final Four. Yeah, but they have two, those to have a championship over Duke and Kentucky, to have one to one over each of those blue bloods, mm-hmm. it's a pretty powerful argument. It is. It is. Which if gets, you don't want to just go by the five. Which then gets it gets back to my original point, which I think is a sealed, tight, very locked in argument. UConn is the type of program that is similar to how we treat other things. There are more successful musicians that will never get the respect of the academy or critical darlings. Like, it's the classic case of everybody wanted to dunk on Nickelback, and yet Nickelback sold a ton of albums and sold out shows. Okay? So UConn's kind of in the same boat. They're never going to be the critical darling, but they can point to their championships as the success, as the thing that validates them. And people can gatekeep their status as a blue blood, because I was very much like that last week. I was very much like, nah, UConn's not it. But what are you going to say now that they've won five? In the last 25 years. Like Seth Greenberg was on Twitter talking about is the most powerful basketball program in the last 25 years. No, they're not. They're not. They're kind of like the Marlins in a way in that if they're going to win a championship, they're going to win it. When they get in, they're in. They're 5-0 and in championship games. 5-0. and Okay? So credit to them. But uh, I'm over the gatekeeping. Congratulations to UConn. Congratulations to Dan Hurley. That's another part of this that's really, yeah. really impressive. It comes from an Happy imp- for him. incredible basketball family, obviously. Uh, ties here with Bobby Hurley, et cetera. Uh, so congrats to UConn. You broke the system. You broke people's brains, and I commend you for that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Joining us in the studio, semi retired professional golfer Brad Frisch. He's played at Augusta. Fresh off of his win at the Highwoods Masters. No yes. That'll be out on Monday. Hi, Brad. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me in here today to talk about your favorite subject. <laughs> yeah. Look at Brad coming in hot. No, no, Brad knows. Brad, okay. Brad, Brad's a listener. He he knows. He knows my uh, my overall feelings on golf. 
Uh, although we're going to have to get the wide shot here, and if people are watching on WRLSportsFan.com, before we even talk about any golf, you're going to have to explain that Senator's shirt, my dude. Well, this I've, is Kane's country. Yeah, I've got a 1A and a 1B. I grew up in Ottawa. They're still my team. I've got some yeah. friends in the organization, so they were uh, very kind to let me and my kids watch the morning skate for very the cool. bench today. Very cool. Yeah, uh, and, and you do get an appreciation, even if you sit in row one, two, three, four. Sitting on the bench watching them go and practice was, uh, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's cool. No, that's that's very cool. And you you really are a triangle resident if you have a one A and a and a one B when it comes to a hockey team. Like you, that's that's that is that's big App State Carolina that's energy. Huge, uh, huge. I forgot you were a Carolina fan too. I am a Carolina fan. Yes, sir. You probably like App State football then too. Uh, no, I don't know <laughs> oh. what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so uh, we we brought you in. Because uh, I guess Jillia wants to torture me and talk about golf for the next hour, uh, which is perfectly fine and fair. I've done plenty of things uh, to him that it's owed to me that I, it's pulling teeth to talk about golf. But all all jokes aside, there is something about the Masters and there's something about Augusta National that does get even the most cynical golf person like me to go, okay, it's a cool scene and I would absolutely love to go one of these years. I've been offered practice round tickets. Because my sister-in-law's parents used to live down in that area, and they would rent their house out all the time, and they would always get the practice round stuff. I would love to go, but it always coincides with the Final Four. I can never make it work. So I guess that is the ultimate pull of that place, which you've been. I have. Uh, I've been a couple times. I did some TV work back in 2017 for TSN, which is the Canadian mm -hmm. ESPN. And uh, 2013, I believe, it was May and through a member i was asked to go and play around played with former senator daniel alfredson that day mm -hmm. and uh we had a the great, hockey player the not hockey the player. actual senator yes yes <laughs> yeah. I, I don't do i don't do politics not yet i'll turn 50 and do politics um no it, it's a great place man it's uh it, it's a very special place and for years and years they only let you see the back nine on tv which kind of made it even more mystical now they've opened it up over the last right. 15 to 20 years you see pretty much every hole now uh, but it's one of those places that even the casual golf fan, like yourself, can probably identify certain holes mm -hmm. and, and certain shots. You remember shots from past tournaments. And you probably don't do that with the U.S. Open or the British Open or anything like that. So it's uh, it's a great place. It's um, it's very hey, I remember when it was a big enough deal that the Tiger Woods EA Sports video game actually had the Masters on it, that Augusta National was part of it. Uh, that shows you the exclusivity of it all. That also is going to intrigue people. Um, but every it, it seems like every um, this Masters is taking on a little bit of a different tone because who's good? Tiger is always going to be Tiger, and people are going to be interested in what's going on with Tiger. I feel like we've been so distracted by the live golf drama uh, and the continued drama of it that I'm not quite sure people know who's doing what these days when it comes to the Masters. Well, there certainly are three dominant players this year on the PGA Tour: Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, and Scotty Scheffler. Mm -hmm. They they've all kind of had their sequence of events where they've been the best player and they are the top three players in the world i believe um each has varying degrees of success at augusta this is rory's kick at the can at the career grand slam scotty scheffler won it last year and this place kind of seems tailor-made for john rom so it's kind of it, it's a very wide open event i'd say and then of course you have the live drama of all these players coming back to play a major uh are they friends or are they not are they are they going to give each other you know awkward silence i mean tiger certainly doesn't have time for these guys uh no he's, he's very clear and i love that about tiger by the way 
He's has same with Rory. Neither of those guys have time for them. Well, certain players. I, I think they'll be cordial with others. Okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, like Patrick Reed and, and Rory are not going to be friendly. <laughs> no, you know, they Patrick Reed sued Rory McIlroy or served him, you know, papers at like his Christmas dinner last year. Mm-hmm. So it's like it was a bizarre kind of turn there. But Brad Frisch joining us here on the OG and Brad, I'm curious about the live guys. Do you see it more as the desperate guys? My boy, Taylor Gooch, uh, Amito Pereira, a Harold Varner, uh, to get a little local here. Do you see them? kind of showing up and saying hey now we i re- we really need this because they can't get world golf ranking points on the live tour or do you see it as a, a brooks kepka who won last week on the live tour a, a dustin johnson you know dj's game is so suited for out there how do you kind of see the live factions kind of pairing off that's interesting i didn't realize that brooks kepka won last week he like, did that's how yeah. plugged out of live i am um not that i don't really have a strong opinion about live i if I had a ton of money, I probably wouldn't have done it, if that makes sense. You know, I'd want to keep playing the PGA Tour for the the legacy and, and the winning of the notable tournaments and the major championships and all that. Uh, I can certainly see it from the viewpoint of someone who's made 15 to $20 million in their career, and they all of a sudden are offered 35 to 40 That's That's a big deal. You get your um, stack doubled. That, yeah. that matters. And and if you've made 15 to 20 you don't have 15 to 20 if that also makes sense. Yeah, it does. You have five to seven probably. costs money to play golf, and, you know, obviously the government takes theirs. So it's, uh, it's something that I've gone back and forth with. I don't know what I would have done in their situation specific, specifically, but uh, in terms of the Masters, in terms of guys – going there there, there's a whole lot of different viewpoints you can have from the standpoint of players cam smith uh he's going to be playing there for a while because he won the players last year right so he has a long exemption into a lot of majors brooks kepka still has exemptions bryson DeChambeau still has exemptions so those guys are always going to not always but they have a two three four year window where they can cam smith won the open last year too exactly that's a good point so um, other players who have not, such as a, a Taylor, your boy Taylor Gooch, my boy Taylor Gooch, yep. he or, was always the one I was worried about, or Harold, or or someone like that, yeah. they have to make their hay when they can, or else they're not going to play majors for the foreseeable future until the world golf ranking stuff gets figured out. You think that will ever get figured out while they're playing fifty four hole events? I don't, I don't know. Uh, the world golf ranking is a tad incestuous in that. Every person on the board is either from the PGA Tour, the European Tour, any tour that is not the Live Tour. So uh, it's it's in their best interests if they're subjective to keep Live off of the World Golf Rankings. Whether that happens, whether uh, eventually I do think that Live will gain some semblance of World Ranking points, but it will be uh, such a small number that I don't think it will make a big impact in terms of getting into the top, you know, 100 or 50 in the world or anything like that. Brad Frisch joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. Yes, folks, it is Masters Week. All right. How many pimento cheese sandwiches have you had in your lifetime? None. I, oh, lo- no. I love the egg salad. Uh, As we were talking earlier today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're right. We probably should save some food takes for uh, for Hey Joe, which we'll do on the other side. If you've missed anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG podcast, or, or you can check it out on YouTube. Uh, I mentioned the YouTube earlier. Uh, be on the lookout next week for the radio station Office Masters. You've You've been on some wonderful greens. 
the carpet here at the radio station not on the same level. It's a whole nother level, and I wish I had a local caddy to help me through it. Um, <laughs> I helped. <laughs> only when you had the honor and I could watch you. Yeah, watch. But here's the thing about the office carpet, man. You, just, be, just because it breaks on one shot doesn't mean it's going to do the same thing on the next shot. It's very, very fickle here at the radio station.